Welcome to On the Circuit at Fearless Investing Summit 2023. My guest is Tony Steak, CRO over at Entrusty. Tony, what's up, man? Not much, Johnny. Happy to be here. Beautiful Miami. Um, what a conference this is, man. They always do such a good job, don't they? Like it, the production of nitrogen, of Fearless, I should say, to me is always, it's like on par with a conference three times the size, like it really it's is. impact, it's, you know, it's not like it used to like the spirit of uh, fearless was always a user, right? A user mm-hmm. conference, but it's changed. It's an industry conference at this point. I mean, yeah, it's incredibly large, a lot of great sponsors. Um, but what I've found visiting this, this is my third, um, is the advisors are very, very engaged, right? They are, they're, oh, yeah. they're in the mindset of how can I improve my practice? Mm hmm. And they're always looking at new technology, which is why I'm here, right? But, uh, yeah. but uh, it's definitely uh, it's definitely transformed. Kudos to Dan, Craig, and the team for mm-hmm. kind of putting on this event. Uh, and again, it's in Miami. I can't say no to that. Absolutely. No, I I think that the the brand message of nitrogen has really caught up with what Riskalyze always was and what Fearless always was, right? Like this this idea of a growth platform four advisors who want to grow their business who want to close more prospects uh it's it's the the culmination of what they've been building towards right so now. i look at i agree 100 but i look at uh i look at what what aaron's done with nitrogen um our industry is innovating super fast right we i think we're at like a at a, at a like a crazy speed right and as at a microcosm microcosm level, that's what Aaron's done with with nitrogen. Is he's kind of the tip of the spear, right? Innovating very fast, um, and the idea of the growth platform, which is sorely needed in our space, and it's not unlike what Entrusty is trying to do: create a more frictionless, easy to use experience to kind of attract more of those prospects in not only to the funnel but also ultimately closing the account. So very much the same ethos as what nitrogen is doing, but. What a what a what a fantastic story it's been for nitrogen. It has, um, but you mentioned uh, what you guys are doing, and I do want to spend some time talking about the custodian right uh, space, and and not just sing praises of of Aaron Klein and nitrogen. So <laughs> we could do that for sure. I mean, just talk to me about the state of RA custodians right now because the Schwab merger with TD just completed. You know, they had the big kind of final weekend push to get things over. You've got startups like Entrustedy out there trying to kind of change the conversation about what a custodian for RAs is and what they do, how they support them in the first place, like macro level. What should advisors, I guess, in, in the year 2023, understand about? Uh, what they should be looking for when they partner with a custodian. Sure. I mean, well, I think there's a there's the old phrase, um, fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me, which I think we can apply to this custody space. But let's uh, drill in a bit, right? I think the the spirit, the mission, the vision of Entrustedy is, is we're not here to serve ourselves, right? We're here to serve advisors and their end investors. And when you look at the traditional custodians, sometimes you'll see, the opposite, right? You'll see um, someone else is being served, right? And someone else's end goal is being, or attempt to be at- obtained. Whereas with Entrustedy, we're building this platform by advisors 
for advisors. Um, and we're looking at it in a way to not only modernize how you onboard someone digitally, right, and as frictionless as possible, but how can we provide the tools and the components needed to help you grow your practice? Again, not unlike nitrogen. The idea here with us is when we built the platform, it was all built on API, right? So the idea was we could take the components, any one of our functionalities, if it's digital onboarding, if it's the advisor experience, the client experience, and we built it in such a way where it can be embedded totally into an advisor's workflow and practice, right? Because we look at ourselves as a modern tool to help advisors be much more efficient in their practice and be able to, quite frankly, attract that next generation of, of end investors, right? Because one of the one of the biggest challenges we see in our industry is minimums, right? The idea that, well, you need a half million dollars to work with me. And that's and that's I don't blame the advisor for that. I blame the technology stack that the advisor is using, right? Because it limits his or her ability to provide good advice to a lot of people. So what if we can break down those barriers, making it much more frictionless, right? And the ability to kind of attract and onboard more, providing more advice to a larger uh, client base, right? So that's the idea of our platform is um, we can be much, again, more, much more frictionless. But the idea, the spirit is how can we make you more efficient as an advisor? So, I, I mean, you've been in wealth tech for a long time. I, that makes you sound older than I wanted it to. <laughs> but I mean, you've been doing, I you've been in the game for a while. Uh, you've been at different wealth tech companies. H- how do you, how's the ideal positioning of a custodial platform? alongside you know like other tech like what with with nitrogen is it is it api based is should the custodian tech platform i guess be the hub and then the other pieces connect into it so we we, so that's a great question and you know there's always been an argument of single source of truth and where that hub sits is it planning is it crm is it the custody business um and the reason why i like that question so much is because we're taking an approach where we can just provide you custody as a service, right? You've heard the term SaaS, right? Software as a service. We want to just custody as a service. Like we have so many firms that we're talking to and engaged with that that love Orion or they love Black Diamond or they love eMoney or they love Navaplan, whatever it is. And we're saying, you don't need to change that. We can be nicely baked into that at the bottom level, right? And so you don't have to disrupt your workflows we can still be super frictionless, right? And open up an account. I mean, like, quite frankly, we're embedded into CRMs. You can open up an account in a CRM, right? Because we're saying we don't need to be the hub. Someone else will be the hub, but we will provide very good bi-directional data through our API uh, to whatever platforms you're using. It makes me think of um, Danny Fava talks a lot about embedded finance apps. Sure. And also, you know, like you use your uh, your iPhone and they have, I think they call it app clips, where it's like now your notification screen, you order an Uber, and it's like not the whole app that pops up, just right. a little notification that live activity that shows you where your Uber's at. It's like that idea being brought to WealthTech, where it's like, hey, we don't need you to be using the the whole app at all times, but let's just clip out a sliver and yep. put it where it exactly. needs to be. Right? Exactly. So componentizing it. And and, yeah. and the, the idea with us, especially on the digital account opening, is like we've built it in such a way where... It can sit in any experience. If it's your website, if it is your CRM, um, what, whatever the case is, we built it in a fashion where you can just use those pieces. Quite frankly, um, and I don't, I, we we haven't talked about this much, but everything we built on the technology side is actually custody agnostic. So we went into it with the spirit of saying we're going to build the best in breed onboarding solution, 
advisor experience, client experience, but you can actually remove those from our engine and put them in front of someone else's as well. So we're building it in a way where it's like, again, we're just trying to be, we're trying to provide efficiencies for the advisor, whether or not they use our custom platform. Yeah. Okay. So for advisors though, who would want to work with you guys on work with you on custody? Yeah. I always hear from advisors that moving from one custodian to another is not an experience that they want to go through. Um, so what's your message to advisors on moving to entrusty, you know, recustying? Sure. Or, or even just right. adding a new custodian to the custodians that they already work with. Because there's multi-custodial firms all over the place. So like, yeah. what's the argument for that and making that process uh, more frictionless? Sure. So um, you, t- you called me old before. Um, yeah, I did. And I'll give you I a did. nice old reference, uh, <laughs> the Pepsi challenge. Remember when they did the, they did the Coke Pepsi oh, yeah, challenge yeah. where they kind of anonymized the soda and you, you tasted it. I'm whatever. old enough to remember that yeah. too. Yeah. So, um, in the spirit of that, mm-hmm. our idea is no, 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 you don't need to do a full TOA transfer of assets. What if we just started with a net new account? What if you just sign an agreement with Entrustity, open up one new account with us? And we're, we're very confident that in comparison to your incumbent uh, custodian, you'll naturally gravitate towards us. You'll begin to realize this is the way of the future, right? Um, but we have technology in place for a nice seamless TOA, right? So transfer assets, uh, not just net new assets. But I'll end with this. Uh, to your point about um, having multiple custodians, the average RA has three already due to inorganic growth, due to like acquiring a firm, getting a book of business, whatever the case is, uh, or just a legacy account that comes over. So they already have three, yeah. right? Um, but what we're trying to do at Entrusted is making that relationship super easy to 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 engage in with us, right? So it's like, okay, we're not going to have the minimum set, right? We're not going to have those kind of uh, barriers to entry. So yeah, our challenge is the it's the it's the Pepsi challenge. Just try try open up one account with us, and you'll see how delighted it is. And quite frankly, if you have a staff of people, if you have CSAs, people that just do digital account opening or account opening, they're going to naturally gravitate towards us because it's so much easier to use, so much more delightful. And again, it creates that appearingly frictionless, but also efficient process to practice. Yeah. I care. Was that Pepsi that did, did that challenge or like taste us versus Coke? Or was it Coke who tested against Okay, now Pepsi? you're testing. My, so I feel, now, I, this by the feels way, like a Pepsi. With my marketing. age comes a lot of um, early onset dementia. So if I were to answer <laughs> that question, I feel like it was Pepsi, right? I it feel seems like, like call, a Pepsi thing. It was thing. called the Pepsi yeah. Challenge, right? Okay, well, that, that um, makes sense. We'll go with then, that. Yeah. But maybe maybe uh, Crosby knows because he's a big Coke fan. So That's maybe true. Diet, true. Diet Coke. He's big, big viral Coke. because of the Diet it's, Coke. It's actually comical yeah. at this point. But okay, it enough, is. About, enough about it. No, but like let's, let's segue because that's marketing. You're also a marketing guy. Advisor marketing. Um, you know, you talked about how the, the tech side, the support for advisors is rapidly innovating. Do you see that with advisors and their embrace of modern marketing? Or do you think that advisor marketing is still a little bit of the, the turtle in the race? Like, are they advancing <laughs> enough no. To keep up? No, they're not. And it, it, here's the thing. I've been on stage plenty of times talking about advisor marketing, and there's a lot of fear, right? There's a lot of hesitance, right? And they, and there's also a lot of, well, it's worked for me so far. And that's what I, that's where I really start to get a bit frustrated, right? Because they say, well, I've grown my book of business to this much with what I've done today. 
It's like, what if you had applied modern marketing tactics? What if you had implemented solutions to attract more? How much larger would your book be, right? Um, so firms like you, I mean, obviously you help a great deal with this. I'm, I'm telling you right now, best foot forward, right? You need to have your best foot forward. What is the first people do? I mean, I remember when I was, okay, I'm dating myself, but I used to be a, I used to work at restaurants as a kid. And like, I remember I worked at this Italian restaurant and they said the whole, I was a host, right? I would see tables. And it was required of me to be very well put together, smile on my face upon entry and upon exit, right? And always being, how was your dinner? Or like just because at the time that was the website. Right. That was the website, right? That was the that was the touch point at the beginning and the end of the relationship. And that's how I look at a website, is that people are gonna make a, a very, very quick decision whether or not they're gonna work with you based on your digital profile, right? And that includes your website, your video channels, if there's a podcast, they're gonna make those. And quite frankly, as a as a marketer, I make those same same decisions based on that. So it's, it's advisors need to embrace that. I mean, we're I think we're getting better. It's getting better, but you're right. Like it's very much an attitude of well, this has been working for us, and it's often a referral based growth. And the message that I'm trying to get to advisors is with digital marketing, with content marketing, you can create just a more robust referral process for people right like right now referrals are, are very top down it's like a client thinks of you they talk to somebody they refer them to you they come through that way but when you embrace modern marketing tactics you create uh side entry referrals yeah right people coming in through the side so like you have a podcast for instance so much easier in a conversation for one of your clients to be like oh hey i am in conversation i just i listen to a podcast about that Here's the link. And it happens to be their advisor's podcast, right? Instead of this kind of like What's an pressured conversation. Network, right? yeah, yeah. Exactly. It gives you more opportunities. It digitizes the process. And and that to me is growth for those advisors who aren't sure. Yeah. And I, I want to make one point on that too. Is So I agree with you 100%. You're giving your current clients tools to market you to their business or to, to their, I'm sorry, their network. The reason why I like referrals, even though it's a limited funnel, if you will, I like referrals because typically they refer you to a friend or a family member that's going to fit your niche or like they've already kind of by referring someone, they've literally almost kind of uh, qualified them for you, right? Like I know this person would be a good fit for you or so that's actually beneficial. But when you start going to the digital marketing side, and you attract more prospects. The beautiful part about that, though, is you can qualify them yourself. You can already decide whether or not this is the right fit for me based on my niche niche, niche, whatever. We can debate that later. Um, but also just kind of the profile of that client. And so that's why I like kind of, if you expand and you do the podcasting or the videos, whatever, whatever it is, you're casting a wider net, but then you can limit who you attract or retain as a client. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Last question. Yep. And we'll wrap this up. We are at the Fearless Investing Summit. So question of the week is what is the number one thing advisors need to be doing to keep clients fearless? Oh, I love that. Um, you know, obviously the risk score is so important to that, right? Um, you hear too many stories about panic or, or, or fear-based selling, um, which is important. I think for me though, and it, it actually ties to nitrogen, but also to entrusty, but also some other new, new entrants to the space is communication, right? It really boils, boils down to communication. So if you are making yourself available, if it's through marketing, if it's through just 
good communication, if it's through an app or another technology, um, you are going to create fearless investors because you are providing them relevant information, especially when there's challenges in the market or other kind of concerns, if you will. I think that's the key. So it's it's really on the shoulders of the advisor to create the fearless investor. And I think that's through communication. Beautiful. Spoken like a true CRO marketer. All right, Tony, always a pleasure. Thank you so much, Johnny. Thank you. Thanks for listening to today's episode of On the Circuit. We recorded this live at the 2023 Nitrogen Fearless Investing Summit. Make sure you hit subscribe, hit like, leave a comment on this episode to make sure that you stay up to date with everything happening on the circuit. And we'll see you next time.